My apologies, good people, for the tardy after action report from the match. Um, yeah, it was, um, we were, we were hot. We were tired. We were ready to get home. I, it, I, none of us were in a real good place to be, uh, recording a podcast. Um, well, Jeff wanted to, but I, I really didn't feel like it. So my apologies. And I've been super busy ever since. Well, a number of things, one being tonight, uh, some person decided they wanted to run their car into my fucking one of my apartment buildings. Um, so yeah, it's just shit like that's just been happening. And, um, anyway, sorry, I'm a little disheveled and distracted right now. Trying to, trying to get my match booklet from West Virginia. And please, yep, here it is. All right, cool. This damn thing. Um, overall, the match was an awesome match. It was hotter than Satan's ball bag for sure. And um, I definitely stayed hydro well as best I could. A lot better than I did in Virginia because that was a real shit show for me. Um, but uh, I mean, it was equally as hot. Mirage, I mean, very little shade, um, but uh, Drew put on a really good course of fire. It was a very tough match. It was one of the tougher matches I've shot. Um, so it that's that. But I ended up, I'm sure, in case anybody checked uh, practice score or whatever. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't. Once again, no surprise to anybody. I didn't do so hot. Tonight's beer is brought to you by New Belgium Voodoo Ranger 1985 IPA. It's absolutely delicious, and they're about to. It's like a limited time only offer, but uh, I think August is when they're going to quit making them. But damn, I bought all I, I can find. They're delicious. But uh, anyway, um, I had some good stages, and, and I had some bad ones. Um if you remember after the Virginia match, I said that I, I really only had one small little mental hiccup. I had a lot more mental hiccups here and I'm not going to go through all the stages. I'm just going to hit some highlights. Uh, I mean, there's really no point in going over the ones I did well on. Um, let's see. Uh, the, the rooftop is, this is one of my really, I got it's a 10 round stage. There are five targets off a rooftop ranging from 454, uh, 452, excuse me, not sure, 542. Uh, there's my dyslexia, uh, out to 605 small targets and a very, the, the roof itself was very, uh, steep. It was very steep and it comes to a really high pitch and it's a very, very, my, Notes here, holy shit, unstable and switchy winds. Um, and I had a, um, I had one feeding issue and that, and I ended up timing out. So I don't remember how many rounds I got off, but, uh, you know, I got one fucking hit on it. Um, there's a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of 12 round stages. One being the zigzag hustle, which was pretty, pretty cool. It was fun. It was a fun, uh, stage there were 
12 targets and you're shooting off of um, stacked corrugated piping so you're kind of like uh, like low standing and the targets go from what's the shortest one 375 the longest one being 430 I I dialed one six because I had more uh, targets in that one six um, range and I the furthest the most one was one eight and then the shortest one was one four so um, I end up getting 12 rounds 90 seconds I got eight hits and I got. 10 shots off I believe I was had to do a mag change because as you know I shot my AI 10 round AW mags we're gonna get to that in a little bit um but I did eight I got eight hits on that and you know considering I was pretty good man Jonathan Roberts you are the man if y'all know Jonathan Roberts the team AI shooter that was that stage was for a thousand dollars I think it was four or five stages for a thousand dollars cash prize for the highest score and quickest time um he cleaned it with an AEW mag, 10 rounds, by single feeding the last two rounds. He cleaned it in 64 seconds. Holy shit. Um, I will I will say that when we our squad went up and shot, um, I think like three of the targets. So they're, they're lettered, uh, 14A, stage 14, 14A through 14L. So there's an L beside, oh, the letter beside every target. Um three and you had to shoot them in sequence obviously um three of the letter the big lettered signs had fallen over and we didn't I, you just had to kind of figure it out before you shot which one was what of the three that fell um but yeah, that is what it is everybody in my squad i don't know how long those things are down but um that was on day one so the way the match was, there's two ranges there. Or that's actually three, but we shot off of two. One is like 20 minutes away from the main facility and the other, the 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 second range. Um, and then they basically flipped the coin, I think, of which half, like there's 10, 20 squads, uh, like 230 shooters. Um, they So they, squads 1 through 10, squads 11 through 20, split them in half. And then flip the coin, and we ended up going to the further one day one, which is a lot more arid. It was like there's no grass really; it's all just dirt. And, and then you're shooting across a holler basically. And the wind, if you look at it from like an aerial view, which you know we didn't, but we you could kind of use your imagination. The wind, as we all know, moves like water. So if you think of like water cutting through a canyon, how it'll turn left and right, and that's the way the water moves, and that's how it's carved out of that canyon. Well, the wind does the same thing. It, it behaves just like water. And so, you know, there's uh, there was multi-directional fire. Um, and uh, so you had different wind calls, you know, pending, you know, which target you were on. Um, and and so that you had to play into that. And I'm not used to doing that. Being from the southeast, it's mostly all direction. I mean, one direction for the whole match, kind of square range stuff. Um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to go, um, I cleaned a long range stage, nine rounds. The longest, I think this, the longest target was just over 900, almost a thousand. There was no targets that were a thousand, which was surprising. I thought there was, I thought I remembered 
hearing that there was going to be a target out to like 1500 or something, which I was pretty excited to shoot. I've never shot, uh, out to 1500 before, but, um, there wasn't, I mean, uh, this might've been the longest one, which was 974. So you shot near, far, near, uh, near, and then too far. So there's three targets, shoot the first target, middle target, back target, back target, middle target, first target. And I, I cleaned that one. That was my only fucking clean of the damn match is, uh, sad that is to say um uh the the last stage this one this one pissed me off more than anything because it was 100 me the concrete blocks there's three big like huge concrete blocks like i don't say huge but i mean they were kneeling position right and there's two targets and it was 414 and 596 i wrote down my dope in the uh match booklet um one seven and three two right and for some reason it was it was my last stage of the match so sunday we're all sweating like michael vick and pet smart and i i'm i'm mentally just checked out and this is the thing what kind of separates the good shooters from everyone else is keeping that mental strength that you maybe have going into day one or maybe even going into day two. But that last stage of the day or of the match is just as important as the first one. And keeping that mental fortitude to keep focus and keeping a sharp, uh, sharp, you know, mind is, is, is critical. And I didn't, I did, I was like, I'm just going to hold, uh, between the two instead of dial. And, I did fucking simple second grade math wrong. So I dialed one seven and was going to hold. Cause I was like, Oh, that's only half a minute. Oh, you would think me looking at the yardages that I'd be like, well, that, that doesn't sound right. But I was like, well, that's only a half, a half a mil hold. I'll just, you know, dial for the first one and hold half a mil for the second one. And the way the wind was blowing, I would see dirt on the second one. It would fly straight up. So it, you couldn't really tell. I couldn't really tell where exactly my bullet was missing. But I got one hit on that. It's nine round stage. I got one hit on it. And they're like, dude, you drill a hole a mil low at the far target. I was like, what the fuck? How did I hit a mil low? And then I looked at it. And then I was like, holy shit. That's supposed to be 1.5 mil hold, not 0.5. If I had done the correct fucking math because i was just like so you know lackadaisical about it i just for, forgot to it's one and a half and not a half you know then if i had done that i would have been dialing for each one instead of doing the hold over thing um but I, I didn't and honestly when i got done i was mad but i was like you know what fuck it this this match is over with i'm i'm toast i'm done and you know it, like i said that separates really good shooters from, you know, everybody else is the ability to stay sharp the whole match from the first stage, the first shot until the last shot. Um, let's see, let's go uh, around the world is one of those stages that um, was pretty cool. It's one of those you're shooting basically almost 180 degrees. Um a fire so and there's what one two three four five yes yeah, five targets from 529 to 
835 with different wind calls and stuff. I didn't do too hot on that one. I got like four hits on that one. Um, and uh, I ended up I ended up getting, I don't, I don't know if I finished uh, my sentence earlier about my placement. Um, I got like one, four, well, practice score said I got 149th. Me and CL actually tied. We got the same amount of hits, but I had finished the uh, skill stage faster than him. So I got the nod with that. But, you know, CL, he hasn't, that was his first match since November. And uh, he also had a uh, bolt malfunction where Jeff helped him fix it. But I think it's something like his, um, the extractor moved forward out of the detent or something like that. So he tried to chamber his first round and the bolt handle would not go down. See, I was a big, strong dude. I, I was standing right beside the, it was a, uh, a stage. Where is it at? The, um, those tires. Uh, so there's big tractor tires and, yeah, here it is. It's a KYL rack. You shoot strong five shots. You have to hit to move on, but you get five shots on the left tire, which is strong side. And then you move over to another tractor tire that's laid flat, and you shoot five shots weak side. Um, I actually did. Uh, I didn't do bad. I, I got six hits. Um, I think I only missed one on the strong side and then i missed the other three on the weak side and the the small target was i don't even know what size it was fucking tiny um but uh anyway um that's the shot i missed on the strong side but anyway so he was on the tires first first round throws the bolt bolt handle would not go down pulled the bolt back checked the mag went back forward I thought CL was going to break the bolt because he was literally putting all of his like I'm I'm ramming this bitch home, and he, he was grunting. He was pushed so hard like please don't don't snap that bolt handle please don't snap the bolt handle and he didn't thank God. Um, that's a testament to the ultimatum and apparently this has happened a couple of times to some ultimatums but they sent him some parts to fix it. Uh, him and Jeff fixed it right there after the match. I mean after the stage was over with, and uh, he didn't have any problems the rest of the day. But he got he called ultimatum uh, after we got back, and they're going to send him some stuff to uh, to you know prevent that problem happening again. So I mean, he had a zero where he shouldn't have. He would that's kind of his bread and butter is that semi is that uh, you know modified prone. Um, and and like I said, CL didn't have a good good weekend either. Um, but you know Jeff actually shot very well. Um, which I think he got like fifty something out of two hundred and. 30 shooters. Um, Jeff did really, really well. Um, especially day two, day one, day one, he did pretty good. Uh, he left a couple shots on the table and then, uh, well, I say a couple more than a couple, but a couple that he could have gotten, he wish he'd gotten back. And then day two, he shot really well. Um, so I was, I was proud of him there. Um, so, and there was a, another one called an overwatch. You shoot. Okay. So you start outside of this big, like bread truck, this big box truck, and then you go inside and they've got a platform built that's up high. And then you lay prone on that and you're shooting with, you know, from with inside the truck. And, uh, it was what, five, five targets there from eight twenty four to eight sixty six. 
and the back the two doors is like barn style doors and they have little small windows well i i didn't even notice when i had taken a peek in there of that window situation i was like oh fuck which one do i which window do i choose and i chose the wrong one i chose the right one i shot the first target and it was wrong target and then uh then had to you, you said a zigzag pattern. I had to find the right target and it just, it, it fucked me all to hell. And that, that's another thing as far as mental strength is, is if you get out of sequence or anything like that is being able to get back on track and in the right spot and did not mess you up any further. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some good, I should have done some fucking homework. I just knew I needed to record a podcast and this has been, you know, long time coming. I needed to done better. Um, oh, this one was fun. Um, it's called the ASC bar exam. So there's, there's three targets. They're all at 827. They're all side by side. One is about a two tenth wide and very long. I don't know how long it was, but it was plenty long, uh, bar that goes straight up vertical. Okay. That's going to test you on your wind. And then the second bar is completely horizontal same size as two tenths high as long as your dope is good you know you, you should be fine there and then the third target is the same exact kind of bar but it's at like a uh you know what's that a 45 degree angle and so i mean you got your wind and your uh dope better be dead on um that was a 12 round stage and i i hit the first target all four times so you get what's that is it three yeah four rounds each three targets four rounds each i hit the first target um so my wind call was dead fucking nuts and then these targets are in front of this berm that have like it's a dirt berm but there's bushes growing in the berm um i don't even know what kind of bushes they were but the big green bushes and they're right behind the targets and the second target, which you would think was, okay, well, you don't have to worry about when you should be nailing this shit. I didn't hit a single one. And I, I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't see where my bullet was going. And then, uh, same thing on the, um, on this, the third target, the diagonal one. So then the R, the guy, not the RO, but the couple of the guys on the glass, like, dude, your, your bullet was going like maybe a tenth over the top of that second um that's that second target and then you're doing about the same thing with the third target and i couldn't see because the bush was swallowing up my bullet so there wasn't a big poof you know of dust or dirt behind the target to tell me i did i, I didn't i couldn't see my trace and i gotta work better on that on, on spotting my own trace behind the scope but uh um yeah, so it was one of those things where I was barely missing it and didn't know I was barely missing it. You know, if I could have seen one of them go over, then I could have just corrected a little bit lower and then been good. Um, the DA was like 3,700 or something like that. So it was super mirage super hot, um, and uh, it it just kind of messed shit up. Um, let me look and see any other ones that stick out in my mind. I've got 
All right, the tank trap scuffle. So there's a 400-yard uh, target and a 608 target. Um, there's a nine-round nine stage. Uh, I got four hits, and I wrote down. I kept wanting to skip the third shot. So there's three tank traps. They're different sizes, three shots from each. I was pretty stable, too. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad at all, but I kept wanting to skip that third shot on that you say it was i think it was what near far near and then uh you move over near far near move over near far near the third i didn't want to go back to the first target i kept like i got up my rifle remembered it oh shit and got back down i did that twice and it another one of the mental mistakes and it and i ate up i ate up time and started to rush and so i rushed the last two or three shots off um, cause there's, you know, there's some movement in between there. Um, let's see, where's the fucking truck, the hand bed. That one was a tough one. Uh, so the bed, if you've ever been to, uh, pig river, they had a white, I think it was a Chevrolet, uh, bed, like on some jack stands. Um, no truck, it's just a bed and they've got it catty cornered to the targets and you got to shoot. Um, you got to shoot as nine shots, three, uh, they have a, a certain sequence. So the first sequence was, let me think, cause there was one of them that was that opposite this on another stage. Where's it at? Um, I think it was near, far, near. You move over like, up into the bed. So you're shooting the first position is off of the corner, like where the tailgate would be, but on the top of the bed rail. Um, near, far, near. You move to the second position, far, near, far. And then the third position is you're in the the corner of like would be close to the windshield uh, where the bed rail meets the back of the bed. Um, then you're shooting far, far, near. Um, I had all of that written down on my, my data card and I said it to myself a thousand times. So I, I believe it or not, that would have been the stage that normally would have ate me up simply for shooting out of order. I did not shoot out of order. I got three hits on that one. I think, yeah, I know I got two hits on that one. Um, and I got, uh, written down wholly unstable Batman didn't hold enough wind. So, um, that, that was on day two, which was on the, um, most of those stages were nine shot stages and there wasn't a whole lot of wind, but it was literally, uh, different from second to second as far as either direction or, or gusting. And, uh, I know for, um, an example, which was the PRS skill stage, which normally I do great on i only got half the hits i do know i wrote down i remembered i had three different wind calls that got hits so in, at 400 yards i mean it was literally three different wind calls would get me hits so i figured that out and then dropped the rest of them so i think two shots had the same wind call and then the other two that i hit had different wind calls in the first two hits um and I mean, it was just things like that and it, everybody was dealing with it. So it's, that's one of the things. And that, that brings me to a point that I've made in the past. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast here, but 
I've made it to the point of I made the point of I, I I understand the the logic behind a 90 second part time. Uh, you know, make you move fast under pressure. Um, you know, you got to get build your position fast, can move your feet fast. You got to, but it basically forces anybody with anything more than uh, you know, not eight or nine round stage. It it forces you to go up there with a wind call, shoot it to then see if that wind call holds holds up instead of getting up there and making a wind call for each shot. Um, now there's also a point to be made about the you know the fact that rushing people is what can cause uh, people to end because they're you know a safety thing, but that's neither here nor there. You don't put your finger on the on the trigger until you're ready to shoot. But, uh, yeah, that to me, to me, you can't go up there and get behind the scope and then see, you don't have time if there's any movement like real now prone stage is different. I think all prone stages where you're just, a, it's just like you start in the prone position you got targets. I think they should all be 90 seconds, but when it comes to much like a, a dynamic stage where there's a lot of movement, I don't, I don't feel that you're doing the sport a service by forcing them to a shooter to not really be able to make a win call on the clock. You basically have to just base off of what your last bullet did uh, instead of basing what you see, whether it be vegetation, whether it be dust, whether it be mirage, there's, there's really none of that. You don't have time for that uh, in, in 90 seconds. And I think you might with two minutes or, or even like 110 seconds or something like that. Uh, but that, that's just me bitching and I've, I've never shot a match that had two minute time, uh, part time. I've never done it. It's only been, I've only shot 90 seconds and that's, that's pretty par for the course in the Southeast because we don't have the big winds that, you know, they have out West and that's where you'll find majority of your two minute part times. So, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of these stages were a lot of movement, like this from the first position to the last position, the distance between is very substantial. And then you have to shoot in between those. Um, and uh, one was a lot of movement was the, where is it at? The black pipe stage. Um, yeah, it, very, I think one or two people got all of their 12 shots off on that. They basically got those big corrugated pipe. And again, there's two laying side by side and then one in the middle on top of it stacked on top. And then they've got squares cut out through the piping. So you put your, your bag on the inside of the pipe, like on the little lip of that corrugated pipe. And then, you know, shoot, there's two targets to shoot and they weren't very far, but they were small targets, but they, they were only like just right around 300 yards, but they're really small. And, um, my biggest thing was, uh, I only got eight rounds off. Uh, I've got it written down. I only got eight rounds off. Um, it was a lot of movement for 90 seconds, struggled to acquire targets. I didn't have a whole lot of magnification on, but for some reason, like, I don't know if it's just the angle where I was, I kept wanting to go below the target. And then I had a, a point of reference was like a big, like a, like a giant Douglas fir, like a Christmas tree. And it split the two targets. So I would find the tree and then get back in order between which one you sh which one it's time for me to shoot. Um, but I, I was, I was stable. Cause what I did was a lot of people were trying to kneel on the first one. Cause the, the first and the third position were in the bottom pipes. So they were low. 
and then the uh, the second position was on top of the pipes. Um, a lot of people were just trying to get down kneeling and get out of the position fast, which is smart. But you man, you talk about unstable that way. I didn't do it, but everyone was like, "Holy shit!" I could barely keep the reticle even near the target. Um, but I opted to take a pump pillow. And I sat down Indian style and put the bag in there, rifle in there, a 26-inch barrel with a 9-inch suppressor on it. So I'm having to feed that big bitch through there. Um, but I sat down and had the, the pump pillow in my lap. And, man, I was stable. I was stable there. So I got all the hits sitting down, moved up, and got I think one, one hit standing and then... By the time I got back down, I think I got and found my target. I either got one shot off or or didn't get any shots off in the third position. Um, so and it's like I said, it was a twelve round stage. So there was uh, there was that. Um, but anyway, there's enough of the of the stages. The match was a great match, hot as balls. That would have been awesome. In fact, Drew Drew said after uh, after day two before we got the award ceremony going. He said, would, it, would y'all come back and shoot? And then, like, multiple people, including myself, said, not in fucking July. Um, March would have been nice, which that's when it was inten- intended to be was in March. But um, the Chinese shit happened, so they had to move it to July. Um, but a, a great, a great venue. Um, absolutely gorgeous uh, backdrop on at both ranges. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, I'd love to hunt that if there wasn't a bunch of, you know, fucking rifles going off that just looks like a beautiful place to hunt but uh the only things i would say about the match there was a couple and i I know i was definitely not the only one i had multiple people say this to me and you know i I don't want to make a big stink about it because it is what it is but there were a couple of stages that i think shouldn't have been in there simply not by not what the course of fire was but i mean the location of the stage uh and the direction of the stage um there was a little bit of a, a safety concern, one being on the rooftop. Remember, I told you it was super, you know, steep. Someone could have easily slid down, and, and you're basically angled 40 degrees from people walking, like, to your stage, right, from the stage behind you. And if someone was up there and fell and a rifle went off me, it could easily have, I mean, been catastrophic. Uh, then the, a cattle, the cattle gate stage, you're lit like people are walking literally three feet behind you as you're shooting the stage. They are right there. They're closer than the RO is to you as they're just walking to their next stage. Um, now that also goes to show, Hey, let's not move. Let's move as a squad instead of when you're done shooting, going to the next stage moves a fucking squad. Um, that helps. But, um, they uh that 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 was another problem i mean there were people i mean damn near stepping on the feet of the person shooting the cattle gate and then there was another one it was a pistol state well it wasn't part of the points but there were three ipsic targets i mean they were so close uh you shoot you start the stage it's part of your time but it's not part of the hits you get there's a glock a glock uh 17 that was supplied you boom one target in each of the or one shot in each of the targets. You dump the pistol into the bucket. You go to your stage rifle on some spools and you're shooting up in the up into the hill. And uh, I was, I mean hell, I was 
25 yards from the actual stage. We were, me and CL and Jeff were back there talking about, I don't know if we had already shot or we're about to shoot or something. I think I'd already shot. And I'm over by my stuff and I was like, fuck that hurt. And I looked at my finger and my finger was bleeding. And CL had a piece of damn pistol jacket. The the jacket had uh, um, fragged and it was it hit him in the chest. And so I think it somehow went cut my finger and then hit him in the chest and i mean i was bleeding uh i mean we were far we were behind the damn side by side there was a side by side that they used to go down because you ain't trekking to go put up targets you you gotta get that side by side and go up down to the holler and back up um so we were back there we were about as safe as you would be you couldn't even see the pistol targets from where we were standing because of the spools but Sure as shit, some shrapnel, some uh the uh, jacket frags came through and cut my finger and hit him in the chest. Like where he said, had it in his hand. And uh, that was, you know, that could have been, what if that had been somebody's eye? You had to have eye pro when you shot the stage, which was smart. But, I mean, fuck you. You ain't going to have eye pro when you're 20 yards from the from the stage. And I was at least 20 yards from the stage. Um, But just things like that, I think they might have could have taken a few stages out, meaning they could have uh, just opted not to have a stage there um, and just had less stages because of well, real estate of or space between the stages. I think they might have had too many stages on that side of the hill, that side of the mountain. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but I mean, that's, that's a learning experience. That's the uh, the first one that, that Drew's done there. That's not his facility. Drew did an awesome job, put on an awesome course of fire. He's a, an awesome guy. Um, and uh, the prize table was wicked. There's a lot of money given out. Um, congrats to Ken uh, Sanoski. He won. And he's also got the AG Cup money as well. Um, and to all the guys that, that shot well, I mean, it, it was a damn tough a tough weekend between the weather and, uh, and just the course of fire. Um, it, it, it was tough and it was definitely one of my toughest, if not my toughest match I've ever shot in. But I mean, still I left, I left so many points on the stage. I mean, on the stages that I could have, I could have gotten hits there and, and done better, but just, just a lot, a lot of stupid stuff. Um, hell one was a 12 round stage you know, I had fully expected to, after my, you know, before moving to the the last two positions to do a mag change. Well, I had to do a mag change early because my dumbass only loaded eight rounds of my fucking mag. So it, that kind of you know, messed me up as well. But it was just, it, it wasn't my weekend. And I'm due for a good weekend. Me and CL said we both need a fucking good meatball match. Confidence booster. Big old giant fucking targets. Uh, we, we need that. Um, anyway, that, that covers the match. Um, I don't think I'm gonna go anymore in that. Uh, basically I ate shit and CL didn't shoot well either. Did not shoot as good. He's capable for sure. Um, like we mentioned in the, in the podcast on the way there, uh, CL, um, has been shooting this game for, you know, a couple years now. Uh, but, He's been shooting these rifles and, and bigger, bigger rifles, big 300 rums and wind mags and seven rums and all kind of shit. He's been shooting a long ways 
for a long, long time. So he's got the trigger time and he's got great fundamentals and he, he, he can pull a damn trigger. You get him prone. It's about fucking money. Um, he's just, he's still, you know, getting a lot better. I mean, he's still learning on the positional stuff, but I mean, I've seen him progress. He doesn't give himself enough credit. I've seen him progress substantially on the, uh, excuse me, on the positional stuff. Um, moving on, got some, uh, other stuff I want to talk about. Um, oh, okay. Well, this will, this subject will bring me back to one stage in the match. So we've had shared, um, a picture of me or a couple of pictures of me from the match with, uh, on the tank traps. And I was using my, a wax canvas mini fortune cookie. And I absolutely love that bag. But the other pictures that were taken, uh, by Nicole, um, Kyle's, uh, Ponce, uh, Ponce's wife, and she did an awesome job taking pictures. Uh, he, t- she took pictures of me on the truck bed. Now that truck bed, remember it was very unstable, but also the angles of which like the first target was super low and then the second target was super high. So your, you know, your muzzle, I don't even know how many degrees I was, can- uh, you know, tilted either down or up for those two targets. But I knew going before shooting that stage, I knew that that mini fortune cookie was not going to give me the elevation to be able to see the first target. And so I used, I opted to use my full size OG go light filled, uh, game changer. And I'm glad I did because even with that, I could barely see the first target, the first target. So not only was I super unstable, I could barely see the target. I had some like shit in my way, like, uh, some vegetation and the, the, plate was just black and it was very hard to see one time i i literally just guessed at where the target was um but uh they he said so why why did you um he's uh we bad whoever runs the instagram account for them sent me a message hey what you know just asking for just i guess research sake well what what made you shoot the mini fortune cookie on the tank traps but not the bed um the truck bed and i explained that to him about the elevations oh that makes sense I said, because two stages before that also shooting out of a van. So it was a minivan. So the first, uh, it was another pistol stage. You shot the pistol targets to move on. You had to hit the move. They didn't count. Just ate up time. The first position of that stage, you are, the, it's a minivan, like a Nissan Quest or something like that. All of the windows are out. Like the back windows, all the windows are out. You're shooting from the outside of the rear big window shooting through the van to the target now i only saw one impact in the dirt and i saw the dust fly and i was like man that looked freaking high that like i clipped the top of the berm which is way above the target and then i moved on got a couple hits and you know because the second position was you go into the van shoot from the window of the sliding door uh and then you move over to the back window of the passenger side of the van. So you're still inside the van. Um, I don't remember what I, I don't remember what I got on that stage. I don't remember what the fucking stage was called. The minivan assault. Yeah. Um, I got four hits out of that. Uh, what I didn't know the RO told me was the first position from the outside of the van shooting through it. He said, go look at the rubber. So that the van window 
on the opposite side has like a rubber gasket that I guess held the window in. Um, he said, look, see those two cuts in that rubber? Your bullet, your first two shots hit that, and they landed like 50 yards in front of the van. I, I couldn't see that through the scope. You look through a toilet paper tube. Uh, I just knew I couldn't see my first um, my first two, and then the third one, no, that's not true. The second one I saw, third one I didn't see. Um, the one that I saw had obviously had ricocheted from the ground and went up and hit the top of the berm and just dust went straight up. Uh, so he said, yeah, you hit that thing twice, and that's where that went. So my bag was just so low. Um, with that, with my accuracy obsession chassis, and and that's by design. That that chassis is meant to ride on that bag low, to lower your center of gravity to provide better stability. I was pretty stable on that window. I just didn't realize I was cl- clipping that rubber on the opposite side of the van. I couldn't hear it, couldn't see it, nothing. I had no idea that that's what was going on. So, and I mentioned I mentioned that to him like, hey, on thin barricades i guess you would say like think of one example was the kestrel barricade they had so they've got a big steel kestrel giant steel cut out kestrel that is like a barricade with portholes small portholes shoot through i use my mini fortune cookie on that the bad thing about the mini fortune cookie i found is that anything like that i mean this is what half inch steel maybe it conforms so well to whatever it's sitting on that if it's something thin like that then it you don't um you don't really gain really any surface area for the rifle to sit on because the the bag just folds right down to and conforms to whatever it's on um and and that was a problem i had i let them know everything hey look uh, if i had a full-size mini i mean a full-size fortune cookie it would take the place of my full size game changer because I love the design of the fortune cookie. Um, but, uh, it, th- that wax canvas mini fortune cookie, the heavy fill, it just, it's, it sits so low now two by four type things, anything like the size of like a two by four, it is perfect. Like, uh, like the, I forgot the uh, two by four lay in with the four inch side up or three and a half really. Uh, man, a barricade, anything close to that, that bag is perfect. It is the most stable bag I've ever used. Um, and even still, and I told, I told whoever was on the, you know, running the, the WeBad account, I told him, I said, look, even still, if I could, if I had to shoot a match where I could only use, bring one bag, it would be my wax canvas mini fortune cookie because it just, it does so well. There's just a few things that, that it it i guess leaves some to be desired which is things that you got to have either elevation on or something that it can conform to something very thin for it to to conform to and really you got the same amount of surface area as the thing if you weren't even had didn't have a bag on it um moving on uh i have come to the conclusion that i'm pretty sure I'm going to switch out my Hancock uh, from the foundation to an MDT ACC because the my AI in the actually obsession chassis, uh, I fucking love that chassis. And if Sam had one right now ready for a you know, Remington 700 clone to drop into, I would buy it. 
but the MDT ACC is has the closest fore end to my chassis. And uh, really the only things that would be really different as far as how it runs on a, a an obstacle or a barricade or whatnot will be the grip and the buttstock, which I mean, the grip is a vertical grip. I've had vertical grips is fine. The buttstock of a ACC is very modular and, uh, you know, it won't feel any different really from my AX chassis, uh, buttstock. Um, you know, when I'm, you know, when you're on the gun, I mean, you can get it to fit you. So the ACC is probably the route I'm going to go um for the hancock moving forward and uh, i just gotta find one. i don't really don't feel like buying a new one for with all the frills for 1400 i gotta find a used one so if you've got an acc uh with a rim for a rim to 700 footprint that you want to get rid of um yeah hit me up uh let's see all right remember we talked about the 12 rounds and an aw mag all right i have i think i mentioned on the podcast that we uh that cl took one of my, I basically gave him an AW mag with an HRD kit in it. And he cut out the floor plate of the mag. Cause you know, AW mag floor plates are welded in and they have the two ears on it. He cut it out. Basically what we did, what he did was we put the follower spring on the bottom side of the floor plate, traced it with a pencil, dremeled it out, cut it out to where the follower spring will then go through the mag. And then we got the area 419 universal mag extension. It does fit over an AW mag. So it's a little tight. You just got to kind of hammer it on a little bit with a, like a soft mallet and it'll, it'll, it'll go right on. Um, and you know, we, I, I tried to run it in my dasher, my AI dasher, and I had all kinds of misfeeds. Um, but I also didn't want to play around with it the 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 mag too much because it well at that point it wasn't mine anymore i was giving it to cl and it ran perfectly in his so he's got a 12 round aw mag that he's running in a dasher he hasn't touched the follower the spring the feed lips not a damn thing to it and it's feeding dasher just fine in his it fed like shit in my ai but like i've said also before the ai was 100 percent the short action was 100 percent created to shoot 308 or like cartridges not these little bitty br variants and we're having to you know play with stuff feed lips and and follower springs and mag kits to get it to feed right in, a, in an ai and i do with the 10 round um mine, mine's feeding good um i think the only two times i had i had two misfeeds at the match and they were both due to me short stroking the bolt um but i was like you know what if i'm shooting six creed six five creed or 25 creed uh i could use that extra two rounds so we cut one of my mags cut it out and put a extension on it and it fed 25 creed more perfectly so i now have a 12 round aw mag now when i i'm going to eventually put my mag kit my dasher mag kit in it and play with the follower spring to see if i can't also get it feeding dasher i feel like i can it's gonna be i'm gonna load up some dummy rounds uh with some like little 95 sierras that i don't plan on shooting and uh and some old brass and and get it get it feeding so but uh, i know for a fact it feeds full-size short action cartridges 
So that's that's looking up. Um, and then the the next topic is my 25 Creedmoor. So I loaded up a ladder test. Wasn't really concentrating on groups. Uh, just basically numbers. And I found the perfect note. With everybody runs this 131 Blackjack Ace at 42.4 grains of 4350. Um, I had the bullet jump 20,000 at the time. And uh, I got 29.54 with like an SD of four. I had a really wide node of like 42.2 to 42.7. The speeds were obviously, they varied uh, greatly, but they all shot like the highest SD I saw out of all of those charges were was like an SD of seven. So they're all shooting. I was like, okay, cool. Now do seat and test. So I loaded up, I took my, the 42.4 grain load and I loaded up a seating depth test, three rounds loaded from 20 thou in three thousandth increments all the way to 60 thou. And I, for the life of me, cannot get this thing to shoot tight groups. Like not, not even close to acceptable groups. Like I, I don't even care. I ain't gonna have. I don't have to have dasher groups. Um, I mean the BR variant, you know, cartridges and the BR itself, they're just inherently stupid accurate. Um, I know a Creedmoor's not, but and especially a twenty-five Creedmoor's not. But hell, the your my damn seat and depth should have been in there, and I sure as fuck didn't find it. So I'm I'm just a little frustrated. I don't know if this this lot of bullets. I have done a lot of reading, and a lot of people, not a lot, but quite a few people have had, uh, you know, a lot. Uh, well, it was one lot in particular that didn't fare well and group well in people's guns, and they switched lots, and it went right back. I have two lots. Um, I haven't tried the second lot, um, but I, I guess I'm going to. But otherwise, I'm rolling with the the tuner, the um uh, Aaron hips tuner. And I, I feel pretty confident. I can just pick a seat and depth. I want, and then tune it into that. I didn't want to have to use the tuner because I just, if I can just tailor a load to the barrel and it shoot the way I want it, then great. But thank goodness I have an option now of, of this. I mean, I, I can tune it in and, and find tune the barrel, you know, to the bullet as opposed to the other way around. Um, Miles, uh, with, uh, blackjack, I'd posted a thing in the 25 caliber, like the, basically the blackjack group page on Facebook about it. And I had a lot of replies and there's, I've had people send me private messages, um, saying that they had the same problems and they switch bullets and, uh, you know, everything was, you know, grand after that. And some people said I never got them to shoot well, um, and then there's plenty of people who say they mine shoot one hole and it's, it's great. Um, I'm not going to shoot five thou off the lands. Um, I just, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I won't, I know it's fine. A lot of people do it, but if you can't get it to shoot between 20 and 60 thou, then, I mean, if I go any further, I'm going to be crunching powder. Um, you know, I just, I hope, I hope they come up with something. Uh, Miles is very helpful. He's a good guy. Um, and there, I love what blackjack has done. It's an incredible bullet. 
um, you know, as long as your rifle shoots it. Uh, but I mean, a monster BC out of such a light bullet, you know, 131 grains going 29.15. It's got the BC of like a almost almost as much as a 215 grain 30 cal burger hybrid. So it's uh, it's impressive. Yeah, a 330 G7 or you know some people, especially if you, I think if you're ele elevation, most people that are saying this are probably elevation, but a lot of people are saying that they to get it to line up at like a thousand or 1200 yards, they had to use a a 350 B G7 BC, um, and then some in between on the 340 range. But uh, either way, even 330 is a monster BC. If I mean I'm going to play with this a little bit more, but if not, if it doesn't work, then I'm just going to shoot um the uh the seneca target uh solids and i'm sure i could probably get those to shoot just fine and they've got a monster bc as well for they're even lighter than this uh 131 they're at 115 grains but also burger they i got what well, i mentioned in another podcast that burger will uh spilled the beans on and then i actually asked i don't know if you listened to the the Everyday Sniper No BS BC Burger series. Uh, Frank is doing a total of, I think, 10 podcasts with uh, Emil and uh, uh, Ryan Litz. And they were, you know, Frank was asking for questions to ask the guys. And I had asked Frank a couple times, like, hey, you mentioned that tw the new 25 that he alluded to on Facebook. I want to know more about it. And he did, and Frank did ask, and he kind of kept his cards. Uh, Brian kind of kept his cards close to his chest. He said, yeah, we're working on it. I uh, don't know when it'll be finished. And he didn't go into like weight or BC, projected BC, nothing. He's like, yeah, it exists. We're working on it. So, I mean, I've never seen a burger hybrid that wouldn't fucking shoot. So, if I can't get these bad boys to shoot, hopefully burger's got something comparable coming out. And, uh, and definitely uh, Josh and his... Uh, his uh, Seneca solids, they're going to work. I mean, that's, I've seen what they do with six millimeter. So I have no problem believing they're going to do, be, do just as, just as good in the, uh, in the 25. So guys, again, I'm sorry. I'm coming up on the hour. This is going to be cut a little short. Um, I guess I got a couple, another something. Oh, something funny, something funny something lighthearted. So as you all probably have heard or saw on the internet this week, this weekend that the NFAC uh, that I had uh, mentioned before a couple times, uh, they had a negligent discharge, at least one, I think two people ended up going to the hospital because of it. So they're the laughing stock of the internet. I watched the video when it happened. You don't see the actual person get shot, but it's like you're in the vicinity and then you see the reaction of everybody around. They had like three or 400 or more people all in this little park. It looked like, and like, as soon as it, the gunshot went off, like all of the members with their guns, they all like went down to one knee looking around. It reminded me of the scene from uh Forrest Gump when he, him and when he was in Vietnam and uh, he was describing Lieutenant Nancy, he'd always say, get down, shut up. And then it went, the Lieutenant said, everybody get down, shut up. They all went down like to the sides of the road, and then uh, it, <laughs> that's exactly what it reminded me of. So there's that, and then I guess it was today that Master J, the uh, the supposedly you know fucking 
super special forces seal ranger guy. He makes a video, puts it on Instagram, expl- well, making an excuse for the 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 ND that happened that got one of his members shot. He has, he said, let me show y'all how this works. And don't be listening to them other motherfuckers who don't know what they're talking about. And, uh, in fact, you know what? Stand fucking by. I'm going to play it right here for you guys. I've got it right here on my phone. And y'all are going to hear it because it is worth listening to. Now, what you don't can't see unless you watch the video is how big of a jackass he makes himself look. So, I'll explain it after you hear it. Stand by. Um, fucking loading. God damn it. I'm in my house. I have full signal. Why is this not fucking loading? Sorry, folks. Trying to get it, get this bitch going. Damn it. This is killing me. Straight something for y'all. Y'all hold on a second. We're here on the morning mental. I'm going to show you just how stupid some people are. Dog, you're stupid. Give me a weapon. Give me a weapon. He says a bullpup. Give me the bullpup. Okay. And then as he comes up. It's my first weapon that I ever bought. I bought this weapon back in 1990. You got to hear this. Hold in on. Germany. Which this is probably is bullshit. XR-15 Shorty. Shorty. It a bullpup because this bitch got kicked to it. This bitch will knock you the fuck down. All right, pause that shit. This is a fucking AR-15. A standard A2 grip, the the long, solid plastic uh, foregrip, um, iron sights, carry handle. I mean, it is a legit, like, it came out of basic training. And he calls it a bullpup. He doesn't know it, that, that a bullpup actually describes a certain type of rifles he just calls it he thinks it's just a fucking nickname for (laughs) he just made up a definition (laughs) dog you cannot fake this shit if he's faking the whole world he is the biggest and best troll i have ever fucking seen about this weapon is if i pull back he locks the bolt to the rear see that see the bolt there's no bullet in there pay very close attention Bumps the buttstock down on the table. Attention, and I take this weapon and I bang it. Bolt carry Look goes. What just happened? Look what just happened. The bolt goes forward. The weapon has fired. I didn't touch the trigger. No, the weapon has not fired, motherfucker. It's the bolt has gone. The bolt carrier group has gone into battery. That does not mean it has fired. You fucking retard. And that's bad for all the retards in the world. I just simply banged it on the table. If you sit down and you bang this on the ground, you will blow your head off. It <laughs> happens in basic training no, it, every day. No, it don't. <laughs> and you don't get a letter and a flag saying your son was killed in a training accident. Oh, man. An old shotgun. If you drop it, it will fire. So don't believe these motherfuckers running around talking about you shouldn't have had your hand on the trigger. You don't have to have your hand on the trigger. 
Let me show you again. Let me show you again. He does the same thing. I can do that shit with mine. Yeah. I'm going to sit down. I'm tired. <laughs> you just committed an incident. Your hand was not on the trigger. Doesn't make a difference whether, and it was all safe. Mm-hmm. Unless you understand weapons yeah. for real. Unless you listen to these motherfuckers who have no intention of ever picking up one. And who don't understand that weapons go off by themselves no, don't. all the time. No, dog. No, dog. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. <laughs> Man, this happens every day in basic training. You know what? I'm... I must have been sleeping in basic training when all those people died every day from a gun going off by itself. I I don't know who the fuck he thinks he's got hoodwinked, but he is either the biggest troll or he is the most delusional piece of shit on the planet. Like, he's just got so much egg on his face from his fucking retarded minions shooting somebody on accident that he feels the need to go and make up this shit i bet you any what i would love to have been there during the video and walk up to him like excuse me sir and then just turn the safety off and then pull the trigger and show him that the motherfucker did not go off but yeah I, i wonder if he figured that out um after the video quit rolling but Oh my God, you are, you have made yourself look somehow even more ridiculous than the shit you wear and the little stupid shit you say. That is fucking comedy. That is comedy. I don't care who you are. And I I love this guy. Like I want to, I want him to put videos out all the time because I mean, it can brighten the darkest of days with the comedy this guy is putting out. So that's something I wanted to bring up. Um, not gonna go really into anything political right now. I'm 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 checking out like of this whole political thing. I'm I'm so tired of it. It's gonna get bad. It's gonna get bad and from between here and November, it's gonna get worse in November. So let's just hurry up and bring twenty twenty one in. Let's go ahead and just skip the rest of the year. But uh anyway, guys, um I am going now that I've got this uh AAR out of the way i will be working on my next episode which will probably i don't know who it's going to be i've got so many people do it might be courtney uh my wife might be jacob i need to hit him up uh uh, also i've got one person to send me fucking questions to ask jacob bynum send me some questions either on sniper's hide facebook instagram the podbean app send me some damn questions to ask the man i mean what would you ask him if you were standing right in front of him? This guy's got more wealth of knowledge than anyone else on the planet. Uh, give me some fucking questions. So, uh, and then uh, still Scott Whitehead wants to come on, um, talk some uh, some mental marksmanship and, and other things. So, uh, all these things are coming up the pipe, guys. So, sorry again for the long uh, hiatus and procrastination on my part, guys. So, until next time. Peace.